Here's a quick word from our sponsor. Vercel is the platform for front-end developers, providing the speed and reliability innovators need to create at the moment of inspiration. Founded by the creators of Next.js, Vercel has zero configuration support for 35-plus front-end frameworks, including SvelteKit. We enable the world's largest brands like Under Armour, eBay, and Nintendo to iterate faster and create quality software. Try out Vercel today to experience the easiest way to use Svelte. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Svelte Radio. Uh, today, we've got yet another guest with us. He's from uh, an AI company called Nuclea, and uh, we're going to introduce him in a bit. But first, here's Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hi. How are Hi. you, Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. What about you? Are you doing good? Yeah. You're doing good. All right. Cool. And our guest. Hello, Eric. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm yeah, super, no. super happy. Excellent. Excellent. So we're going to get to Nuclea and, and you in, in a bit. But uh, before that, I just wanted to give some updates around Svelte Society. So if you haven't seen it already, there's a dev vlog with Rich where him and I go through the latest changes with SvelteKit. And it's it's over an hour long, where we basically just go through all of the new features. Uh, there's some cool stuff in there, snapshots, streaming promises, and uh, all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, there's that. Also, Svelte Society has entered the, the Gen C uh, world. We've created a TikTok account. I was going to say, or if your attention span is not long enough for the hour, yes. check out the yes. short content that you're making out of it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So we're doing, we're starting a, well, I've been doing like YouTube shorts, TikToks, and the plan is to also create a, an Instagram account, but someone has taken the Svelte Society name there. What? So I need to figure out who that is and, and get them to hand it over. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been making some YouTube uh, shorts stuff that I've also uploaded to TikTok. So it's kind of the same content on YouTube shorts and on TikTok and, and eventually on Instagram as well, but basically doing just short clips from the from the longer streams and also planning to do the same with This Week in Svelte. So there's going to be a lot of fun, short content that you can, if, if you don't have time to, to look at the, the old, the longer videos. Yeah, so that, that, that's it about the, the social media stuff. But there's also Svelte Summit coming up in, that's not too far away. It's just like one and a half months. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. If you have uh, CFPs, you should most definitely go ahead and submit a talk. And uh, yeah, I think it closes. It might be a couple of days before. No, no, it's going to close a couple of days after this goes out. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you yeah. have a couple of last-minute so, submissions to get in. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's basically it from from the news kind of point of view. And uh, yeah, so so let's move into this interview thing, Eric. Who are you? Who am I? It's a very I? deep question. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm um, 
I'm a, I'm a developer for a long time. I don't know if I can call me a developer uh, since I was a kid, but I started programming stuff as a kid. Yeah, like I was nine, I think I had an Amstrad. Uh, so oh, I was wow. Doing basic, at the time, you know, there were no internet and nothing like this. So you, I was basically buying um, magazines and with, with a listing of the code, you can type it down and you get a game. So that was my thing. And uh, I love that. I mean, I, I, I've been playing with computers since this very early age. And then I, in France, I, I went for technical studies and um, yep. got into a telecommunication school, uh, basically, where I, I discovered internet. That was the very beginning of internet. I mean, not the beginning of internet, but the beginning of the web. It was in 1993. Right. And I started implementing oh, my first early. HTML page in this time on uh, on Mosaic, you know, the, the browser that was running on Unix. And I mean, I loved it. I, it was super simple thing. Basically, HTML, right? It's not even coding, I would say, but it was fascinating to me. And since then, I I never lost this fascination for for web, basically. So yeah, I'm still enjoying it a lot, even though it has been a long time on doing the same thing. <laughs> but it's never right. the same thing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so so you're very much a, a veteran of of the industry. Then you've you've been here yeah, for a long time. If you want have, an idea, so have I, you, sorry. No, I was just going to ask, like, what what trends have you seen? Like, so you started. Oh, yeah. can, well, can you tell uh, us a bit? Yeah, sure. At the at the beginning, uh, when I was creating websites professionally, let's say we were using FrameSet to, for navigation. So I don't know if you remember this or if you've ever known that, but it's the ability to display several HTML pages into a grid. Oh, right. Yeah, frames are like, you know, iframes, I get. I guess yep. iframes, but the, the frame is exactly the same thing, but with a grid. And we were loading a page with a menu, and it was including a scroll bar, and it was super ugly. And that was basically, um, <laughs> you know, on links, you have this target thing, target top, target new, to open a new tab. Well, yep. it used to be the way, initially was it attribute to, to say which part of the grid you want to to, to uh, open the page you are clicking on. So on the menu, you had target equal main, and it was opening the, the, the menu uh, link into the main, main square, let's say. So yep. that's, that was a very, it was, I mean, we were not even doing CSS. Uh, everything was done with attribute on, on, the, on the DOM, like uh, uh, font, uh, border, everything right. was directly in the DOM, and CSS were like, who, need, who needs that? Why not? I mean, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, just just showing text anyway, right? Obviously. So no, it was it was uh, kind of epic and uh, counterperformant and everything. And then, uh, well, I I saw the beginning of uh, what we call now frontend. And at the time, it was not right. called that way. Um, I started playing with JavaScript in 1998, uh, implementing quite important software with that. And um, yeah. I had no so, framework, nothing. I, no. Assets. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask, like the using JavaScript in '98. That that must have yeah. been very well, cumbersome, very, like a, a lot of work to just I do was, even I was simple just things. Doing stuff as I. I mean, I had no no connection to anyone having knowledge about that. So I was just trying stuff. And uh, right. one of my 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 trick was to open an iframe actually, position in minus. 10,000, so it's invisible. <laughs> right. And I was using this iframe to load um, a page containing a callback. 
So I was doing kind of uh, something right. we, we called JSON P now. I mean, JSON P was a thing at a point. Um, it was basically replacing Ajax uh, in a context where you don't have Ajax because it was not existing. And that was the way I could implement a dynamic UI without reloading the page because obviously at the time everything was you load uh, the page entirely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, and then jQuery and, uh, and, and then, I mean, the full front-end world who, who, who appeared. And at the same time, obviously, I was doing uh, back-end development because, I mean, there was no back-end front thing. So you were doing web, you were doing back-end, obviously, and the, yep. the UI was built in on the, on the server side. So I, I did a lot of Python at some point. Um, initially, that was not my thing. I was initially on Perl and Java and stuff and boring stuff like this. And then Python, that's when I started uh, using Plone CMS or the one yeah. uh, I'm still contributing to. And doing that, I discovered what a, a web framework can be on the backend side, uh, you know, with the MVC approach and so on. Right. Yeah. And when I saw this kind of stuff coming to, to front end uh, with, uh, you know, Backbone or uh, AngularJS, I was excited because I thought, yeah, that's exactly the way to make it better because all the people who were basically doing HTML or JavaScript was a bit misconsidered by the rest of the developers, to be honest, because oh. it was considered like not a real thing, not a real language. I mean, JavaScript is so stupid language. You, you, can, <laughs> you can change yeah. a, a number into string and it still does not complain. I mean, you know, the kind of criticism and... Yeah. Yeah. At the time, it was like totally misconsidered, and s some actual development tasks were considered as you know integrating the UI, and it was it was totally false approach and false vision of the thing. And when we start having those kind of frameworks, plus I mean all the 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 stack with npm, uh, with um, right. the ability to 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 unit test stuff and to to, to manage dependencies, et cetera. Then we, we start becoming something that was considered by the rest of people like, okay, maybe that's a real technology. And uh, I was super excited about that. Uh, I never, I mean, I, I, I was totally fine doing this kind of, of task. For me, it was not considered, I, I was not considering it dirty because to me, the front end right. is where yeah. all the magic happened. It's, it's, yeah. it's really nice. I, I love that. I love that because when you, okay, you are not, storing the data, you're not um, managing the performances of the indexation or the security and stuff like this, but yeah, it looks good. <laughs> and that's yeah, so rewarding. I love this. Yeah, so, the visual um, stuff is is really enjoying. Like that's one of the best parts with, with front-end work, to me at absolutely. least. Absolutely, yeah, for me as well. And uh, so those frameworks were, were really nice. And um, at some point I, I understood that it, they were done the wrong way because they were basically implementing backend approach to front end, which does not work. Uh, MVC basically is not is not a good fit for uh, something like front end. MVC works on the backend because on the backend, yeah. you, you control time. You have a request entering, and then you're gonna process this request, and at some point you will deliver a response. So everything yeah. will happen between those two moments, nothing else. Whereas in front end, it's, it's total chaos because you have uh, the user clicking on stuff, you have the servers sending back answer at the time you don't control, and you have events all the time. So you, you cannot do MVC, it's broken. 
And that's where we see that we need something more decoupled with this component approach. And yeah, uh, reactivity, obviously. And, and that's something that React brought. And I right. thought the yeah. idea was bright. I mean, really, I love the idea, but I never found in love with React, never. It, to me, it was, it was uh, very ugly and very painful <laughs> to use. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been using it because it was, yep. it was efficient, but it, I was never really in love with it. And my, let's say my analysis of this, and it does not apply only to front end, but for all technologies, my point of view is all technologies comes with a culture and the culture, uh, comes from the people who are using it and yep. they are all different. So it's not because something is good, like React, I mean, obviously it works. I cannot uh, tell the opposite, but yep. the culture it, it, that comes with React is not mine. I, I don't feel comfortable in this uh, environment for many reasons. I mean, it's, it's a matter of taste, that's all. I'm not saying uh, it's right. not okay. Yep. And, and um, at the contrary, Svelte what seduced me immediately. Uh, yeah, I was, that's, I was, uh, that's I great to it. hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the fact. So with React, my, my first bad feeling was the fact it was JSX, basically, uh, with all the JavaScript, with yeah. HTML tags inside. I felt like, uh, no, I don't like it. <laughs> and uh, and that, uh, Yeah. And, and with Velt, that's the opposite. You create an HTML page. And then, well, yes, you, you need that's it. Uh, you need style. You put a style tag. That's how I, I was doing that. 20 years ago, and it still works, it still applies. And if I need a script, I put script tag, and then, okay, it works. Yeah. And that's, that's brilliant, that's simple, right? But that, to me, is, is so elegant, so elegant, yeah. And yeah, yeah. and obviously, the approach of reactivity with Velt is so much better, so yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a really nice, uh, I guess, I guess uh, we also got like a, like a small history of, of the web here. Evolution, as, yeah. As, yeah. As you walk through through like what you've been working, like the, the way you, the things that you've used and stuff. That's very interesting. Uh, I think that for me, that's that's uh, it's super interesting because I, I started building websites with, uh, I, th I think it was called Dreamweaver. And yeah. that was just like HTML pages, right? No, no backend, just yeah, like, yeah. Um, I don't remember the year, but it was it was a, it was quite quite a while ago. Um, a lot of fun though, yeah. very visual, and it's it's kind of. So I don't know. Have you guys used Dreamweaver, like for building yeah, websites? A bit, a bit. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so ago. so Dream. So I'm, I'm, I'll 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 explain it to you, Brittany. So it's basically like a WYSIWYG. Uh, what you see is what you get. Kind of editor for HTML, and this was like back in. I don't know, it must have been like early 2000s, something like that, around, around the millennial shift. Is that, is that what you say in, in, in English? Millennium <laughs> shift? So, I don't know. Oh, you know, millennial the, shift, yeah, it sounds like yeah. a generational thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so uh, basically you, you could just like drag and drop and you could you could enter stuff and then you had like a preview window and all that stuff. And it's kind of funny, like thinking about it, you go onto a Svelte, uh, Svelte.dev website, go to the REPL, and it's kind of the same thing in a sense. Well, it's kind of like, it's like 
going back to to basics or going like back to builder builder io has like that drag yeah. and drop editor like a lot of the i feel like cmss are kind of going towards that oh, so yeah yeah it's, i just find it funny that we're that we're kind of going that we're kind of just like going away from that and we're, we're you, you end up in some comes back <laughs> yeah yeah and it's 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 funny i i i i did a talk on svelte uh last week for a company and there was a, a an Angular developer there. He he'd been doing Angular for I don't know, like ten years or something, very long time. Or maybe he was a developer for ten years. Anyway, and he he came up to me afterwards after I'd told him about Svelkit and like, oh, you can now use forms again, like like you used to do back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, it's, I I feel so familiar with this. Like I've done this so many times. But like most new developers, I feel like. They don't really use forms. They just they just like add an event handler, like a like an on click handler yeah. on a button, and then they do it all in the in the front end, which is kind of a shame. But yeah. Anyway, t- yeah. tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right on this because I mean, the, the the fantastic thing with web is a super approachable technology. Like you cannot you can be totally not a developer and create HTML because it's, it's yeah. A markup language. Language here is not even programming language, right? So it was mm-hmm. approachable. And it was such a th- I mean, it was fantastic at the time it started because anyone were able to create their own web page. Of course, you need some knowledge to have a server, maybe rent a server somewhere, but you can you can just deploy your HTML page manually with FTP or stuff like this, and everyone can do that. And obviously, all those front technology we were mentioning earlier helped a lot. Uh, right. to build more uh, more interesting UI, to deliver more value to the users, obviously. But at the same time, he made the full thing more holistic. And it's yep. less approachable. And that's, that's, a, that's a shame. And I love the fact that whoever you are, you can create an HTML page. And, and Svelte is just adding a small thing on top of it, which make it a bit better than just HTML and still super approachable. Yeah, so I, that, I that, that's great. I'm convinced like Svelte will be the or something very similar to Svelte will be like the the way that people learn web development in the future. Yeah. Like like students just learning web development. Why why would would you make them learn something that's so much more complicated than and painful like to write in vanilla code. I feel like Svelte just makes it so much more accessible yeah. and easier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess I guess we're also preaching a bit to the choir here. Uh, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we, we like Svelte a lot, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so let's let's talk a bit about about Nuclea. So so you work at Nuclea, yeah. and what is what is Nuclea? So Nuclea is a company based in uh, in Catalonia, uh, in Spain, and uh, it's a startup. Uh, we are still very small, and yeah. it was created by a friend of, of mine, who I I knew through the Plon community. Basically, I think for the more than 15 last year has been working. All the, the job I've been doing are related to the connection I had with the plant community. So that's why okay. I say open source is super important and, and you can make a living out of it. That's, uh, yeah. That, yeah, it, it's, that's, that's, it's, uh, yeah. So I, 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 sorry for interrupting, but like, I, I very much agree. Like it's, it's like the community aspect, it, it opens so many doors and yeah. it like, gets you to to connect with so many people uh, so can definitely yeah. recommend doing that 
Sorry, Absolutely. It's, it's a way to learn uh, technicals skills, obviously, yep. because you will be involved in uh, very various projects and people are, are very keen in showing you what to do, how to do this or that. So it's a very different context than, than work because you don't, uh, you don't have a, like a deadline to deliver, uh, you don't have a budget to, to fit in, etc. And so you learn on a much better way and, and basically you make friends. And then those people who are friends, so you enjoy being with them, you also trust them on the, on the professional side. And so basically working with people I met through the community is the greatest thing because I know them, I love them, and I, I know their skills. So that's that's right. fantastic, yep. yeah. And also, we sh- we are coming back to the culture thing. We know we share the same approach, the same vision on on how to do this or that. The same, yeah. We will we will always be fine with such or such approach, and that's that's uh, that's also very comfortable, very very pleasant. So I know I'm super lucky with this. So I joined I joined Nuclear as they were starting this uh, great project, which is about. Um, well, making an AI search engine. So it's an API mm-hmm. initially. That's just an API where you can push content, just like to Elasticsearch, let's say. You send your content, and this content can be anything, like a PDF, a video, I mean, just raw content. And then it will extract all the data you can get into that. So for a video, it will run uh, text-to-speech, etc., and index that um, in, a, in an AI um, model. Uh, so you can ask questions and get answers. And that's that's right. super exciting. That's a bit what ChatGPT is doing, uh, okay? But yep. just with your own documents. So for yep. a company, it could be all your knowledge about uh, your products or whatever it is. For for a scientist, it could be stuff from their domain, etc. And then you ask questions, you get answers. And, um, well, API um, is not exactly, I mean, front-end oriented initially, but obviously... Just an API is not super exciting. <laughs> so if you want to sell right. things, if you want to convince people, you need front end, and that's why I'm there. Uh, so I do I do the all the, the 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 tooling on top of the API. So the the management interface, uh, you know, where you pay, where you create your account and stuff like this, is done in Angular. I've uh, been doing a lot of Angular as well, um, and uh, and and the search widget is in Svelte. And uh, that's what I do. And the interesting thing is I'm my team, uh, not just me, um, we are developing the front end and we are also responsible of defining the API. So we are not the one implementing the API because we are not mm. backend developer, but as we are the, the primary user, we can say, okay, this is, this is misleading. This is not the right way we should have uh, this endpoint. This naming is confusing, et cetera. So we just give, uh, indication right. to the backend developer, so they create something which is um, sensible. Yeah, more ergonomic, maybe, or easier. Exactly. To use. So yeah, yeah, UX is also about about APIs. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. That's that's important. So we we have UX people um, and and front developer in in my team, and we are just doing the the full thing on top of the API. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned a couple of different frameworks. Are you using that like micro front ends where there's multiple frameworks on a single page then? So yeah, we use Angular to create this huge and heavy application with, uh, you know, that's a single page app. And inside we are, uh, we are generating the, the, the Svelte uh, 
snippet of I mean the, the, the snippet of code corresponding to the web component, which is based on Vert. And it is running inside Angular, I mean, just like any HTML element. So you can interact with it, you can have events and so on. So it works very well. And um, and yeah, this thing is much better to be in Zelt because you can just copy the snippet of code and put it on your WordPress website, on your static page, on your, I don't know, on your uh, SAP interface, wherever you can pass code. Uh, you just put this and it's super small, super fast, super stable and efficient. So that's why Zelt is better in that case. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so What's what's your experience been building in in Svelte? So so for for this particular use case, so you're building a so you're I guess you're building like a widget that people yeah. can put put on on a website. So you're compiling it to web component or what, what's yeah compiling what's to approach? web component. Uh, so the way it's yep. done, uh, so everything is in TypeScript. I I mean as I said, I've been using Angular a lot. I'm I liked it at some point. I like it less now uh, since I know Svelte. I would say. But something right. I, I really, <laughs> I really like about Angular has been the fact that it has been pushing for TypeScript a lot, and that's a good yep. thing. I love TypeScript. I think it's 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 very very important. It it's super imp for someone who is a beginner, for example. It helps a lot. Yep. Uh, for people working in teams, it's also super important. So yeah, we have this TypeScript. Base, and we have an SDK, which is basically wrapping the API calls, which is in pure TypeScript. And that's mm -hmm. that's a, an NPM package. And we use this as a dependency in our Angular application, obviously, because yeah, it does a lot of call to the API, and also as a dependency in Zelt, uh, in the Zelt widget. Ah, oh, right. So we have this core thing, which is just TypeScript, pure, pure TypeScript, super simple and super small. The only uh, dependency external dependency we have there is RxJS. I yep. I have to confess, I, I like RxJS for uh, managing, I mean, much better than promises. And promises right. are nice, but uh, you, cannot, you cannot scale a lot with that. And you cannot expect having very complex process uh, with a lot of events, a lot of calls to the backend on a clear way with promises. That's my point of view. I, I mean, yep. but so no, I, I, this... Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a pretty common common view among, yeah. especially I think people coming from from Angular, obviously, right? It's uh, super popular, and it also just slots in into to Svelte the yeah. Svelte store so contract, right? That's typical to to Svelte elegance that you can use an RxJS observable as yeah. as any other observable. I mean, anything implementing subscribe can work yep. on Svelte with just a dollar sign. That's that's crazy good, and that's that's yeah. what makes all of that so easy, so clean, and for for anyone, any newcomers will will see that and okay, oh, uh, this library is delivering observable, but that's okay, it's gonna work, and and yeah, that's um, that's super nice. So we have this web component. So this Svelte component is um, actually building several uh, web components because mm -hmm. yeah, we have different options and so on, and we distribute that as. Um, as the bundle on a CDN. So you can just pass uh, the script code plus uh, the, the, the component name everywhere, it's gonna work. And it's also distributed as an NPM dependency with the typing and the, the Svelte code. So you can import that in your own Svelte project if you have to. Yep. Yeah. That's nice.
Here's a quick word from our sponsor. Vercel is the platform for front-end developers, providing the speed and reliability innovators need to create at the moment of inspiration. Founded by the creators of Next.js, Vercel has zero configuration support for 35-plus front-end frameworks, including SvelteKit. We enable the world's largest brands like Under Armour, eBay, and Nintendo to iterate faster and create quality software. Try out Vercel today to experience the easiest way to use Svelte. And so uh, you've uh, you've indexed uh, all of the released Svelte yeah. Radio episodes, right, for us? Absolutely. And so yeah. Uh, so so I I we had a call uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah. I, Around three around weeks there. ago, I think, yeah, yeah, and and we chatted a bit, and I told you about the plans of of rebuilding the Svelte Radio website, and uh, sure. so you offered to 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 I guess uh, consume all of the episodes and yeah. put out nice like searchable kind of widget, and you, I, I think you sent it to me. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely, uh, uh, and. So- uh, I took a look at it and and it looks great and I'm I'm definitely going to put it on the website because it's so nice to be able to actually search through the actual content of the of the audio rather than just just like the the show notes or the transcription or, yeah and to be yeah. able to pull things out of like episodes to like tag and search yeah. the specific things that you're talking about I think it's great yeah it's it's super important and and also I mean so it's it's very pleasant and useful for anyone, but in terms of accessibility, it's also super important. Uh, yep. When you're you're deaf, uh, when you you're uh, you're blind, there is a lot of things you cannot do with a regular website, and everything which can improve that. So typically, you have a video. If you have something which is able to search into the video content, into the speech, uh, it makes a big difference, uh, really. Uh, so it should be it should be always considered when you are trying to to make uh, your your stuff as accessible as possible. Mm. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah, so it's interesting that you that that like I'm, I'm sure you follow like much of the AI stuff that's been going on recently. Like Google released something called Bard. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Chat ChatGPT is is out there as well. It's it, like it. It really feels like the AI space is is very much booming, and like everyone is using AI everywhere. Yeah, at yeah. least that, that from the outside looking in, kind of kind of looks like it. It it does. And what's funny about this? So I'm gonna be the grandpa guy again. But uh, <laughs> as I was a student, I I I've been studying this also. I mean, neural networks. And the ability to train something in order it, it makes a match. Uh, so I, I I was really impressed at the time. Uh, he was able to recognize uh, unwritten uh, figures, stuff like this. Oh. And then I I mean I've never been using it. I mean I used it as one time in my career uh, in the late nineties, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, trying to recognize uh, corn. Uh, you know, for agriculture, oh. in order to to sort oh, the bad one and the good one, yeah. But yeah, mm. it was more an experiment than, than anything else. And then I, I totally stopped on this for a very long time. I was working on other domain, uh, and when all these AI things start um, being growing again, I I thought, yeah, I, I should check how it works. 
And the magic about it is exactly the same thing as been studying 20 years before. It was the very same technology, but mm -hmm. the, the difference, the only difference here, I mean, there is a lot of difference, but the, the main difference is uh, CPU, that which is much more right. powerful now, and data. Because at the time, so now we have a lot of data sets, and those data sets yep. is what make training possible. And without that, you have nothing. You have just nothing. Right. That's why data is so important. That's why, uh, you know, uh, the GAFAM are collecting so many data, because it, it, it helps on that. And, and yeah. we haven't invented a lot since uh, the, the first principle of that, but now we, you can operate on that. Yeah. It's, so tra so for those that don't know training basically means you have like for example to use the the corn example you would have like 50 million pictures of corn different sizes and different shapes and different versions and then you would like teaching kinda, it. Yeah, you're kind of teaching it. This is just my my very amateurish view of of what <laughs> what yeah, yeah, machine that's learning how it is. Works. So yeah. yeah. So you send so, a lot of pictures and you in, you indicate which, which is which, and then the system will just uh, change its parameters in order to match what's expected. That's just that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, it's deceptively simple in a way. Yeah, we like, are like, also deceptively simple as humans, so. <laughs> right, that, that, that is true. <laughs> At least on the surface. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, so. So, uh, what? Why? Why did Nuclear pick felt for this this widget and the embedding yeah. functionality? Um, so, I I wanted something which were providing component approach. I wanted I don't uh, I wanted something not a framework. Okay, so just yep. a library for, and a component library, obviously, and and not React. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and and um, and I had a uh, first try with Velt. Uh, as well too, I think already it was, yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I loved it. So um, I, I decided now it's time for me to go uh, on real stuff with Velt. Uh, that was my opportunity to do it. And yeah. I, I, as I was the one making the decision, I just said, okay, let's go with right. that. Obviously yeah. I asked my colleague because my, my colleague in my team were not doing Svelte uh, at all. So one of them were doing a lot of React and, uh, and Angular, the other one where uh, AngularJS and Angular. And I just introduced them out saying, okay, what do you think? And they loved it as well. So we said, okay, yeah. let's go with that. That's, uh, you, you answered my, my question that I was going to ask. What did they think about it? So it's, 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 it's good that they, they loved it. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Uh, I mean, I would not, I mean, it's super important that uh, in a team, everyone, Agrees on the yeah. on the on the main direction, right? So it's not like you're the, the chief; you make the decision, and people have to follow. That's not right. <laughs> right? No, I so, agree. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I always make sure that all the, the decisions we make are collegial. Yeah, it's yep. important. And that, that was sense. yeah a big a big. Uh, I mean, uh, everyone loved it. So yeah, that's good. That's good. So it's it's kind of in interesting that you mentioned that you tried Svelte too. Like mm -hmm. like the second version of Svelte because Svelte Svelte has been version three now for I think 
since 2019. I so I Four I've, years. <laughs> yeah, I've I've only ever used Svelte three. So it's rare to 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 talk to someone that has actually tried the earlier versions. Like we have some of the maintainers and some of the community people, uh, but. But yeah, because I I think it's used to be that you wouldn't create Svelte files, you would have like HTML files, and I don't I don't remember. I actually maybe I should make a video on this on on the yeah. YouTube channel yeah. and and do a comparison. That could be fun. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean I I had a look initially to Svelte just out of curiosity. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I I just tried. I I'm not the kind of person trying everything, uh, which is. Um, uh, published on on the web. I mean, permanently because I, yeah, I'm, 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 I try to 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 stay informed. And this yep. one attracted me. Um, I saw uh, some article from uh, Rich, and I liked yep. the way he was introducing reactivity a lot. Um, it's the way to say, yeah, just think about Excel. Uh, you know this this oh, article right. where yeah. he said reactivity yeah. is like this. You, you in Excel you write a formula in a, in, a, in yes. one cell yes. and then you can change whatever you want. It will always be true, yeah. always updated. And that's that's exactly what reactivity is. And if you go to to the React community, you see how they explain reactivity. Well, that's, that's <laughs> terrible. And and this you can you can explain that to uh, to to a non developer and they understand. So yeah, that's, that's so a really love, good point. I love this. Yeah this point of view and um and i also loved a lot uh what he said about um spas and i was myself wondering a lot about where we are going with this full spa approach and uh what he was saying at the time was totally uh resonating with me and uh, so that's I, that's why i started playing with Velt and and then, so making small project, playing with it, and then at some point, yeah, I decided to use it in, in my actual work. Yeah, cool. So, um, any anything else you want to mention around nuclear before we move on to, to some other? No, ones? no, no, nothing special. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Ho I hope we we will have it running on on the Svel Radio website. Uh, yep. Soon, uh, so people can enjoy it. And uh, yeah, no. Besides that, nothing else. Cool. So you you've also been doing some libraries and stuff here. Uh, you've you've linked us a, a library called Talk to Svelte. Is yeah, a... Talk to Svelte. So uh, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with uh, the Speech API, which yep. is in, in in web browser. This API is is interesting to me. It's not super. I mean, it's been designed a long time ago. It's still in beta. I mean, it's, it's still a draft on, regarding the specification, yep. which is a shame. And um, I oh, love it's, it. it's still a draft. I, think oh, I thought it is, that. Yeah. Oh, that's too it's bad. It's been for eleven years or so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what it does, it it can do uh, speech recognition. So you can mm -hmm. talk, and it will uh, record and and try to find. I mean, make the the, the speech recognition of it, and yep. it can do speech synthesis. Okay, and it's not often that you think that you could use this kind of stuff on a web page. But right. my my point is that uh, we should, maybe. And uh, and with, so I, what I did with Talk to Svelte is basically um, a super simple uh, directive. So use uh, speech command on anything, like on a button or a link or whatever, and you can say a command to activate it. So instead of clicking yep. in a menu, 
you can just say uh, menu, uh, home, menu, examples, or whatever, and it will navigate yep. or it will click buttons and you can just do this kind of stuff. And you can also ask the web page to talk to you and to, to read something to you. Yep. So what are the usages, the, the, the use cases, sorry, uh, for that? Well, I think first that now most of the people will go on, on the web with their phone. And a phone yep. is called a phone for a reason. It's not called a finger. It's called a phone, right? Yep. Uh, because you you are supposed to hear and to talk with it, and that's how it's been designed initially. Even though we, we are not uh, interacting uh, a lot with with, uh, with our voice and ears with it anymore, but I yep. think it could be useful. And also in terms of accessibility, same same thing that we were our commenting mm -hmm. earlier. For, for many people, it, it can be uh, difficult to manipulate uh, the screen with your the fingers and everything. And speaking or hearing is is also a very natural way to interact. So that's that's basically about it. Uh, it it's it's very simple, uh, but yeah. it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm looking a bit at the at the documentation here, and and I I see this this one example here. Uh, click on links or buttons. So you have mm -hmm. a you have a button that says log uh, login, and then you just attach the the Svelte action uh, called speech command, and you name it. I guess yeah. you pass a string yeah. that will call the or click the button. Click the button programmatically. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it just click the button. Yeah, yeah. So th so that's pretty cool. So you could just say log in, and, and yeah. you log in then. <laughs> Absolutely, and he, he, so obviously you need to be careful with languages because so mm -hmm. you. If you're not a native English speaker like I, I am, it might be challenging, but you can switch to right. any other language. It works. Uh, a lot of languages are supported. So it's, it's very fun. That's and very um, cool. yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. It's, just, it's actually interesting. And so you can, I mean, a lot of people are used to say, Alexa, do this or that. Uh, you can do that on right. your website, right? So Svelte, you, log in to my application. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that's cool. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Th this is this is very cool, and it's also like it's progress progressive enhancement out of the box because it's using an action in this case as well. So that's yeah. that's fun. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, so we're gonna link that, and uh, yeah, and then maybe maybe we should talk a bit about Plone CMS. I'd never heard about it before you before you. Okay. Uh, so Plone. Um, Plone is very old uh, now. Uh, most of the of the big CMS are old. I mean, Drupal, uh, WordPress, uh, all of them are from the beginning of the yeah 2000. And they all come from the, the time uh, where a lot of people were building websites and needed the I mean some tooling. With that, obviously, you cannot just have developers creating manually HTML permanently. Uh, you need people to be able to just publish what they have to uh, without being uh, with with a basic UI, right? And Dreamweaver is the one approach, but uh, if if you you want something online, uh, then you you have a CMS. And Plone has been very successful at the beginning. Yep. It's it's very small compared to the biggest one, which is WordPress. WordPress is basically fifty right. percent yeah. of everything, uh, right? Yeah. And the rest and it's is, still, is it's still growing as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is crazy. It's yeah, it's it's interesting because when you are doing front stuff like uh, doing React or, or whatever, and using as a backend something on based on I don't know uh, MongoDB or or uh, stuff like this, 
it's surprising to see the actual uh, amount of websites using PHP and yeah. my, MySQL and jQuery because yep. there are the, it's still growing. And, yep. and for me, yep. it's like technology from, from super long time ago, but it's still growing because it's, it's simple, it's cheap, and yeah. there is a and lot. And it of, works. Of, Right, it works. Yeah. Well, uh, I, so, I mean, that's that's a we could discuss that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it. Yeah, yeah, no, takes obviously, a very long time I would, to load. I would never <laughs> use this uh, myself, but uh, yeah, yeah it, it, Sometimes you, you are in in your bubble, technical technical bubble, yeah. and you you feel like okay, everyone is doing uh, uh, Svelte or React nowadays. No, yep. no, people are doing jQuery. <laughs> yep. And uh, yep. and so Plone is based on Python, and and this is an enterprise CMS. Uh, not for your your own website. You will you would use WordPress, obviously. This one is is uh, specifically uh, known for its security. So that's uh, the CMS used by the CIA websites, uh, NASA websites, FBI website, oh. and it never had a, a zero day in this full. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it's never, never, never. So that's pretty cool. If if you are. Uh, if you are manipulating uh, dirty information on on your website and you don't want something like uh, the Panama Papers leak, you use Plone. Right. I, I do not. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm supporting uh, dirty. Uh, no, stuff, no. But no. yeah, it's it's very very secure. Yeah. yeah. And um, one thing interesting with Plone is that uh, it was providing uh, the very beginning the ability to code through uh, the web interface. So you could configure stuff, obviously create a page, etc. but you oh, could wow. also create a class. You could also create templates all through the web interface. And that was magical because then you could have people totally not able to deploy things locally with, uh, well, it was not Docker at the time, but now it right. would be Docker. And it's super technical and you don't understand what is this and this configuration file and so on. No, you just go to the thing and if you're a manager, you can start implementing a new page, I mean, a new component, a new whatever directly. So on one sense, it's, it's freedom. And, uh, and approachability. On another sense, it's also the source of a lot of mess because you can do right. many, many, many can... dirty things, yep. but it's so fun. And that's something I loved about Plone and, um, and something I tried to rest also. Now Plone has a front-end UI, which is purely in React, and the back-end is still Python, but just in API. And uh, you can create, obviously, there is a framework, so you can create your own component to do, I don't know, something interesting with your contents uh, in React and pack, package it and distribute it. That's okay. Yeah. But you, you cannot anymore go uh, through the web interface and start developing. So that's right. something I implemented yeah. with Velt because oh. what, what is cool with Velt is it's a compiler. Right. And yep. So you can run this compiler in your browser and and get stuff done. So basically, you you take something like a code editor, like code mirror, for example, ace editor, whatever it is, and you just uh, write down Svelte code, and you compile it, and you get some JS or CSS maybe, and well, you store it somewhere, yeah. and oh, you can compile it as a web component. So now you can use it wherever you want, and it's gonna work. Yeah. Uh, so that's a way to, to, to make the full thing dynamic again and hackable again. I love the, the principle of hackability. Uh, right. To, yep. to let people do whatever they want. And okay, maybe going to be messy, but at least they're, they're free to do it. Yeah, it's, it's a, 
approachable, but you, you, you get a lot of power with it, right? Yeah, so a lot of responsibility, as we all know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I think that's it for, for, for the main topics. Um, so we usually do a, an unpopular opinion section. Does anyone have any unpopular opinions? Brittany, do you? I have one. I don't know if it's just my age, if I'm just too old at this point, but like I do not get short form content in general and I think it's kind of worthless. Like I just how much can you really learn in like 45 seconds? <laughs> a surprising amount. No, and I don't know. <laughs> it's so popular. Like I, I have a feeling that it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't know if I'm just too old yeah. at this point. I I think it's uh, maybe maybe in the older generations so and and older meaning anyone above gen c basically uh we're, we're all like no this is this is not a good thing so yeah. so so i often like on the on the subway when i go to the to the office i i see all these people there and they're on their phone and they're just like swiping these tiktok videos and like and they're only watching like one second until they find something and then they watch for five seconds and then they keep keep scrolling. But yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the, the appeal, kind of. Uh, but then I, 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 ha I have used it myself. Like for Instagram has it as well, right? And I end up like scrolling there and suddenly I've been there for like an hour and I'm not even enjoying myself, which is terrible. So yeah, that's true. Um, and you did talk about at the beginning of the episode, how you're getting into it for like spell society yes, and tech yes. too. So it's, you have so to do what people like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to go where the, where the eyeballs are, if that makes sense, which is kind of sad in a way, but it's, it, it's how it works. So, yeah. All right, Eric, do you, do you have a yeah, well, basically what I was just commenting about the ability to code online, to, to hack something. I know a lot of uh, developers are very much into principle, like, uh, you know, you need to use uh, GitHub uh, or to save your, your sources and, and uh, everything should be uh, always uh, super clean and tested and so on. And uh, okay, I, I get the point and I do that myself, but I also support a lot uh, the fact that you can just do crappy stuff online, store it and have it running and you're not a developer, mm. that's totally fine. I love this kind of stuff. And yeah. I know a lot of people are, are, don't want that because they know, oh, it is, then I need to maintain all of that and it's going to be messy right. for me. Yes, right, but I mean, that's priceless. Yeah, and then also like if you're, if you're just like trying to hack something together, maybe you're not actually trying to build something that it's going to exist for a long time. Maybe, maybe you just want to want to see how it works and, and all of that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I love this thing, and uh, every time I can, I, that's basically the kind of stuff I try to enable uh, all the time. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. 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 Um, I don't have a an unpopular opinion today. I'm, well, I'm sure just I have many, in but mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So let's let's move on to to the uh, to the picks here, um, and I'll 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 do Britney's because someone is vacuuming, and she she can't can't really uh, talk, I guess. So yeah, uh, State of Svelte is coming up. So that's a kind of a, a live panel thing that uh, this dot is putting on, and. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about the latest updates to to Svelte and Svelte Kit, and uh, yeah, 
Brittany will be there. I will be there. Uh, Jeff Rich from the core maintainer team will be there. Doom de Doom or Simon, uh, also maintainer, will be there. And Scott Spence from the from the London kind of side of things. And uh, also Rob Osell, who is I guess this dot labs uh, uh, person that will talk about Svelte there. So that's that's Brittany's uh, pick. Eric, do you, do you have a pick? Yeah, well, uh, so it's not recent or anything, but I, I discovered it quite recently. It's a TV show named Alt, Alt and Catch Fire. So maybe you heard about it. It's a very, very nice story about, um, well, computers. Uh, the computer industry in the 80s, uh, I mean, from the end of the 70s until uh, the beginning of internet, let's say. And it's... Um, not the real story, obviously, but it's, you can relate to real people and real companies and so on. And so it's super, super nice and super interesting. And I, I loved this, this TV show, yeah. I'm going to take a look. It, just looking at the uh, IMDb page, it, it, looks, it looks like a show I, w- I would enjoy. But yeah. Um, all right. Picks. Oh, I, do I have a pick? Um, I'm going to pick... Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, rubber ducking? Is that what it's called? Uh, when you when you're when you're explaining a, a code problem to a, a rubber duck. So recently, when I was in Lisbon, I picked up two rubber ducks, and I'm just going to show this one here on the screen. Obviously, listeners won't see this, but I call him Darth Quacker, and it's basically a rubber duck that looks like Darth Vader. He's been helping me a lot with with issues um, in my code, so I I can recommend rubber ducking if you haven't tried it. Um, Check the chat. All right. So, oh, so this is a rainbow corgi in. (laughs) Oh, nice! Nice rainbow corgi rubber duck. (laughs) That's that's uh, that might be some something for people to get, or maybe uh, a Svelte branded rubber duck at some point. That could be fun. All right. That'd be awesome. I, I think that that's uh, that's my that's my pick. <laughs> Very weird uh, pick, uh, but yeah. So so this this company in in Portugal, uh, they only do like rubber ducks. It's it's a store full of like hundreds of different rubber ducks, which is crazy. But yeah. So if you're in Lisbon, uh, go go check it out. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. That's uh, that's the the end of the show, Eric. Thank you again for for joining us. Sure, um, was a pleasure. Where can, where can people find you? Are you are you on GitHub? Are you on Twitter? What's, uh... Uh, on GitHub, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, not. I mean, still on GitHub on, on Twitter, but not super active anymore. I'm on Mastodon. Yep. And I can All right. post my okay. my uh, my handles. Yeah. Yep. Sure. All right. Cool. And. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, that's all. Uh, thanks to everyone listening. Uh, we'll uh, see you next week and uh, enjoy your uh, your week. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Kevir. If you like the show, please drop a review on your favorite podcast player. It would help out a lot. Thanks.